Welcome to the Mosaic Marriage Podcast. And if you know anything about mosaics, you know they represent things that were once broken but were beautifully put back together. So you know it's got to be good. We bring real and honest dialogue from a husband and wife's perspective. From the good, the bad, and everything in between, we share how God can take brokenness and make a beautiful mosaic. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Mosaic Mosaic Marriage Marriage Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. We're so happy that you decided to tune in again, or if it's your first time, hey. Yeah, we're back at it today, diving in deep. Hopefully you are able to take something away from this, and yeah, we're happy to be doing this for you. Yes, but before we get deep, we are going to share our hot topic which isn't a topic, but it's another meme. Next week, hopefully I'll have like a good topic to actually talk about. But this meme came up and I thought it was hilarious because it's kind of true, but I mean, not really. It's a meme of like showing Mario jumping through all these hoops and going through this obstacle course to get to the other side. If you play Mario or Super Mario, you know, you have to go through all those things to get to the end. And it's like stuff dudes have to do to make their woman happy like you don't gotta go through no hoops to make your woman happy i i mean i think it was a good representation at times you know it can it can be like that um you ever play super mario you know you're going through the levels and you got to jump over different things and you're avoiding uh whether it's those little uh birds with the turtle with the turtle shells on them and all them weird things, the fire, the little spinning fireballs that are coming at you and stuff. Um, and I think like, hey, I thought I thought it was a funny, thought it was a funny little meme. And I could definitely relate to it at times. And I know there's a bunch of guys out there who can do the same. I'll share it on our Instagram, the at the Mosaic Marriage Podcast. But I just feel like, you know, making a woman happy it's not that hard to do it like yeah sometimes you do something that's like yeah that's not really what i wanted then you go back to square one you're like this but if you truly listen you know if you truly are on one accord then you should know yeah but it's still it's still different like us guys (laughs) we're pretty simple like there's simple things like if you bring me some chicken wings i'm happy you know what i'm saying if you if you sit on, on the couch with me start cuddling with me start kissing on me and stuff i'm happy you know for women, it's like, all right, I brought you chicken wings, but nah, I don't want them chicken. I don't want that flavor. I, I didn't want chicken wings today. I wanted Chick Fil A today. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, hold up, like you like chicken wings any other time? Oh, but that- my heart wanted the Chick Fil A number one. You know what Kanye say? You my number one. Chick Fil A number one with the lemonade. Yeah, that's what I wanted with them pickles, and that's what I that's what I had a taste for. And you got me some Wingstop. Nothing wrong with Wingstop. I love me some Wingstop, but that lemon pepper and mango ew, habanero. Ew, no, yeah. the Louisiana rub all day. Anyway, that's off topic. See what? See, he would have bought me some lemon pepper wings. I'd been looking at him nah, crazy. Like I you know, know I, I don't eat no that. lemon pepper. I know, wings. I know better than that. I brought you your Louisiana rub. <laughs> But I, I'm going to definitely give me my lemon pepper and my mango habanero. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, so it's not that hard. Like, if you know, like, man, I've been talking about Chick-fil-A all day, and you're going to walk in the house with some wings up. No, like, I know easy. it's chicken, but uh, no, that's my easy, though. That's easy. That's easy to listen and hear that. But when you come going out, like, you out running errands or whatever, you know, 
you got your mind on all these other different things. You're like, man, I'm about, I'm about to cop me this, this wing stop. I'm going to bring her some. And you get it. And, you know, she can she can tell that you brought something in. You hear the bag. And you see me carrying some drinks. And then you see her reaction isn't what you think it was going to be. You're like, hold up. What you mean? I just got these wings. You know, I know you like some wings. Right. But you're sitting here telling me now that you want some chips. Like, well, that's fine. Or, me, me, me and Dre. Me and Dre will crush these wings. Then. Or I was hoping that we were going out to eat tonight. You know, you're going to bring it home. I was hoping to change the scenery. So you see how she started talking about Chick-fil-A. Now she's taking it over <laughs> to going out. Going out to eat. So see, that's just an example of how that Mario meme can be accurate at different times. Whatever. Ladies, we're not really like that. I, I don't think we're like that. I think it's relatively easy. We know how to make our friends happy because we, I guess, because we are female and we know how we operate. But, you know. But there's another meme, you know, it's a little old meme that's got like this giant book. It's like, it's like a book that's like just as tall as the dude. And it's like the title of it is like the instructions on how to please women or something like that. It just goes hand in hand with this. Like if, if it's a continuous subject. If it's something, then it's obviously got to have some kind of truth to it, right? I mean, our minds are complex. We think about a lot. We have to, we have a lot on our plate these days. And, you know, I mean, just because y'all's minds are like straight lines and we got a matrix in ours, it, it doesn't mean that we're difficult to please. It's just y'all are just simple-minded. Ain't nothing wrong with being simple-minded overall in certain aspects. Like I said, it's not going to be hard to please me. You bring me some wings. You bring me some pizza, you know, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Moving on. Because I disagree. <laughs> but moving on, which brings us kind of to our topic at hand. Today, we're going to be talking about conflict resolution. Yeah, Ooh, that's, how... a, that's a big one there. That's a big one. That's a, there's conflict everywhere, especially... In, in marriage. marriage, yeah, you're with the person all the time. You, they do stuff that annoys you. How do you handle conflict? What's a healthy way to handle conflict and get a resolution? So that's what we're going to be talking about because we have not always had conflict, good it's conflict still, resolution. We it's still, still don't. a work in progress. Okay, this is definitely something that we're still working on. I'm getting better. I can only speak for myself. Definitely something that but we're, we're, we're a team. So it's definitely something that we're working towards, something that we're continuously working on. And we have gotten better. But um, it's still conflict. There's still conflict in conflict resolution at times. And it's definitely something that, you know, that it, it's something that you have to work for, for sure. Yeah, I don't think it comes naturally like most things in marriage. I feel like most things you got to do in marriage, it doesn't just naturally come to most people. It's like pushing you past like what your your flesh wants to do and like having to operate in the spirit and like no do what Jesus like WWJD we used to wear those braces growing up what would Jesus do when you mad you ain't trying to worry about what Jesus would do you like Jesus leave the room Jesus go on going out the room Jesus because I got some business to take care of but that's not healthy so let's let's get to it let's talk about healthy conflict resolution in marriage and what it looks like and what it doesn't look like. Well, I think um, it started to start off just to talk about what conflict, you know, what what do you run into when you have a conflict in marriage? And I think for me, you know, it's it's a struggle between what it is that I want to do and what it is that is the right thing to do. Like, what what, it, what do I want to do versus what is the right thing for me to do in those moments? And um, 
you know, there's a lot of bad ways to deal with conflict in a marriage. And I, I have been right there handling conflict wrong, uh, you know, throughout our marriage at times. And so what I mean by, you know, the struggle between what it is that I want to do, like, you know, you, you say something to me that I don't like or you do something that I don't like, you know, my, my natural reaction when I'm working on it sometimes is to, you know, like I might have something quick to say back to you that's only going to escalate the situation or, you know, I might mm-hmm. do something petty in return and that's only going to escalate the situation. But, you know, I know that that's not the right thing to do. So that's where I'm working on and getting better at doing what the right thing is to do, which is probably to be quiet in that moment or to really think about what it is that I need to say in a respectful manner to respond back to what it is that you've shared with me. And um, so, I mean, that's that's essentially the growth right there, <laughs> doing what it is that you want to do or not doing what you want to do and going to do what the right thing is to do at that moment. But a lot of times I feel like maybe um, because of how we've grown up or how we've been in, in previous relationships or uh, different things that we've encountered that it's easier and it's more, it's natural for us to resort back to the old ways and the old habits of, mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, not, it's not conflict resolution, but of handling conflict, yeah. which only causes more conflict and more damage and, uh, more stuff that you need to apologize and fix at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. You're making the situation worse than better. And in those moments when I felt like that, cause what I naturally do is like, you know, typically on a, on regular days, I don't cuss. When I'm mad, when I'm mad, oh, my mouth is like on 10. Like I will say some off the wall stuff that just doesn't need to be said. Um, and so for me, I, I find myself, it's almost like I'm wrestling with God, like Jacob did in the Old Testament. And it's like, I'm wrestling because I want to do this, but God's like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> and it's like, it's this internal struggle. It's like, oh, but my, I can just feel it. And it's just going to come out. It just needs to come out. And it feels so good when it comes out. But then once it comes out, I feel bad in the end. Like I'm, it doesn't feel, it only feels good for a moment. Like, yeah, I won. But then you remember like, well, I mean, I, I guess I didn't win because now I got to fix this later. Like It's just like Kanye said in that song, I don't really want to rest, so. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That new song he got. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anywho. Okay, y'all. Uh, so, yes, it's like, that's how I, when you said that, that's what I immediately thought of was like Jacob wrestling with God trying, cause he wanted to do his own thing. And God's like, nah, you, you, I'm a win. And, um, but sometimes, you know, we have free will and sometimes I like push God out and then he, I lose in the end because I still did my own way. And God's looking at me like, see, see you fool. I, that's how I feel like God be talking to me. Like you a fool, you a plum fool, Disa. You better be I mean, happy. I love you. There, there's Bible verses that state just that, that we're foolish when we think, you know, when we think we're going to do things our own way. Like in Proverbs 12, 15, it says, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. And that that, that leads into one, into my, my next point is that a lot of times in resorting back to old ways and habits, we, we go and we seek unwise counsel. You know, we talk to the wrong people, um, and, and sometimes what you're looking for in those moments is validation 
And when you know you share what happened in your own words, you know, there's always you always different leave it out. sides. There's always different sides to the story, but you're you know, a lot of times you're going to state the point to someone else in a way that makes you look good. Right. It makes your partner look bad, which is a problem as well. Um, yes, yeah, side note, never disrespect people. your partner in front of anybody else. Don't do it behind closed doors for sure either. But for sure, for sure, don't do it to nobody else. That's right. just a side note. Right. And when you talk to the wrong people, you know, you're seeking validation in what it is that you said to your partner. You're waiting for them to be like, yeah, man, you know what? You're right. Or you're, she's not the one or you're not the one that's wrong. She's the one that's wrong, you know, but, you know, we're called to seek, you know, wise counsel. So a good friend, wise counsel is going to tell you when you're wrong. They're not going to agree with what it is you said for the sake of your friendship and stuff like that. You know, some someone, the right person, the right people to go to, those people who are going to tell you when you're wrong and and let you know that and let you know that you need to get back in there and fix what it is that y'all got going on yeah that's imperative because if you talk to the wrong people um you start to think like them too and so then you're like you know what i'm right and you're all you're walking back in in the house to to be with your spouse and instead of walking in humbly you're walking in with this big head like she she always wrong i'm right i don't need to deal with this no more Anybody else would be ready, would be happy to have me, man. I'm a good guy. Everybody says it. And so then you're walking around like a fool <laughs> uh, with, with a big head and like your spouse is hurting and you don't care because, you know, everyone else has told you how right you are and you're and she's so wrong or vice versa. And you're letting them know that you're wrong versus, you know, apologizing for the part that you had to play in it. And marriage is all about what's going on between you and your partner. It doesn't matter what is going on outside of the marriage. You're trying to keep your marriage intact. You're trying to resolve the conflict. You know, we're supposed to resolve the conflict. Um, And so, I mean, what somebody else thinks at the end of the day isn't going to matter or fix what it is that you have to do. You got to get back up in there and do the right, do the right thing, do the work that it takes to to resolve the conflict. So because, you know, it's going to matter too what the conflict is, something small versus something little is going to take a lot more work, a lot more time, maybe a lot more steps uh, into resolving that conflict. Yeah. And with in regards to the unwise counsel, don't go to someone of the opposite sex and give them a, an end to your relationship where you give them a, a, a end to where you're like, you know what, I'm right. My spouse is doing X, Y, and Z, and I just don't get it. And now um, you're making your spouse look like a horrible person in front of this person of the opposite sex. And now they're thinking your spouse is crazy. They're looking at you like, oh, you're awesome. And I would never do that. And um, you're right. You are right. And I wouldn't do that to you. And now you're giving them a foothold of, of your marriage. And that's how affairs can happen. That's how bad things can happen that you're going to regret later on. So make sure, like, don't do that unless it's like your sister or your brother or something like that. And even then, sometimes it's like you got to keep family out of it, too, because they aren't as forgiving as we are to the person that we love. But just just rule of thumb, just off limits. I believe that that's off limits. I agree with you there. You don't want to go into that into that. uh, You don't want to set that trap for yourself and fall into that trap and fall into that temptation and just let it in. it's not a wise thing to do. I think we did a good job of saying what not to do and 
listing some of the struggles and some of the uh, troubled areas uh, in conflict resolution and having healthy conflict resolution. Right. Like we said, let's just to recap, you know, the struggling between your spirit man and your flesh man are doing what's right, what you want to do versus what you know is the right thing to do. You having that fight, that conflict with, with yourself and you end up letting what you want to do win, which is usually the wrong thing. Um, we said resorting back to the old ways and habits, uh, just falling back on those things that you've done in the past is not the right thing to do. Yeah. How you handled conflict growing up or what you saw growing up at home, that might not have been the best way, but that's been normal to you. So you just resort back to it and you end up with the same results. Seeking unwise counsel, going to the wrong people, uh, not sharing the whole story, uh, seeking the wrong things when you share um, what's going on with others. Um, you know, like validation and what it is that you said or the way that you reacted, the stuff that you did, just, you know, wanting to hear that you're right versus uh, wise counsel is going to tell you that you're wrong when you're wrong and tell you to get back in there and give you that encouragement to get back in there and fight for what's right. Right. And not don't talk to someone from the op of the opposite sex as a rule of thumb. So since we talked about what not to do, here are some things that we think you should do to have healthy conflict resolution. And these are things we're working on daily. <laughs> For sure. First and foremost, uh, got to go to God first. Seek God. Seek God first and not as the last resort. That's something that I've done a lot. You know, I, I'll try everything but God. And then God's the last thing left for me to try at that moment. So that's what I go to the last resort. Um you know, when, but we're called to seek God first for everything. And he's got the Bible, you know, he's provided us with the Bible that's got a lot of good counsel for us, a lot of good verses. Um, and there's a lot of people out there that can help expand on that. I know for sure. And I got a lot of, a lot of my family, you know, deep into the Bible and or pastors and stuff like that. And so if I ever need any expansion on a verse, I know who I can call for that. But uh, yeah, always seek God first. Yeah. And the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. That's from the NIV version. And if you go back a few verses, um, you'll find out what the things is that he's referring to. But basically, seek God first and everything that you your marriage will be good. Everything like your finances, seek God first, seek his word, seek his kingdom, seek his righteousness and you know, he'll add, add to your life for that. The next thing uh, is to seek wise counsel. We touched upon that a little bit before, but truly seek wise counsel. Reach out to people who are going to have a positive influence. Have people, you know, you have uh, problems in your marriage, you know, you're having a rough patch or whatever. Seek out someone who's who has already gone through that, someone who has experience being married. Um, because you want to get the proper advice, you know, and in, uh, in Proverbs 1920, it states, get all the advice and instruction you can. So you will be wise the rest of your life. Yes. Um, for me, there are certain people I'll talk to about certain things because of their experiences. Right. So if someone has never been married, there's certain things I can't ask for their advice on. If they've been married multiple times, there's certain things I just can't ask your advice. I can't ask you, how do you 
how do you stick stick it out because you haven't done that yet? So I, there are certain things that you know to go to certain people for. And so you seek that wise counsel. Um, seek a pastor and they're in the first lady or only lady, as I'd like to call, because ain't no first, second, third, fourth, fifth. It's the only one, <laughs> hopefully. Um, seek seek their wise counsel because they've seen a lot. They've been through a lot. They've had their own experience, experiences that they've counseled other couples through. Um, seek the marriage that's been that you are admiring. They've been married 40 years. They've been through some things like seek, seek their advice. Um, they've been married 10 years, 20 years seek them for some things, but also you can seek someone who's been married for a year because they may show you how to get the passion back ignited in your marriage. So there, you just have to be wise about who you're, you know, going to go to and, and make sure that they will offer you the right advice and not just what you want to hear, but what you need to hear to be a better person, a better spouse and a better human, just be better all around. It's good that you touched on that. Cause that's good. That's a good point. Wise counsel can definitely mean going to seeking counseling. It can mean, you know, um, just doing different workshops, um, reading books, going to conferences, stuff like that to build upon um, just or just something that could add, continue to add tools to your tool belt, your marriage tool belt that you can start to try and make um, into you know, good positive habits versus referring and uh, going back to your old ones. Yeah, I like that. The next point uh, I want to talk about is controlling your anger. Uh, that's a big, big thing that you must do in order to uh, have some good conflict resolution is being able to control um, what it is that you say, how it is that you react and, um, you know, do do it. Communicate positively. We always go back to communication and you can't communicate positively if you're angry and you're acting out on that anger. Yeah, for me, I get I always have had like problems with anger um, and controlling my anger, which is why I said when I'm mad, like, oh, my mouth is crazy. And so for me, controlling anger is something like I have to truly work at. I have to seek God. I have to read his word. I have, the more I'm in his word, the less angry I become. So I have to make sure like I am really in tune with God so that I'm put exuding his character and not like my natural inclination. And the Bible has that verse, Ephesians 4, 26, that states, you know, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. And that's a good point. That's a good thing to try and remember is that, um, when it comes to conflict, um, you don't want to make the situation worse by letting anger control you, by acting out on that anger. But then also um, you want to try to resolve that conflict as soon as possible. You don't want to go to sleep still mad and wake up the next day and you're still mad about what happened yesterday. And, you know, that's only you know, now you start doing other stuff. You're, you're led to do other things because you're still mad. And then you might even forget about what you were mad at at first. But as the day goes on, now you might have complicated it by being mad about something completely different and never, you know, had nipped it in the bud to resolve what it was that y'all were going through from the jump. Yes. Um, I think it's unrealistic to say that you'll never go to bed angry because you will. But um, is I think it's the way that you handle it. Like, you know what, let's just go to sleep because right now we're not accomplishing anything. But in the morning, like, let's 
get back to it and resolve it once we've had time to really think about it. Um, I think that's better than just going to bed like, I hate you, and slamming the door and going to sleep. So to say that, like, a lot of times you aren't going to have it resolved before you go to sleep, but, you know, handle it in the right way. Yeah, that's a that's a good word. Uh, and I agree with that. I agree to, you know, that, that comes as part of the growth and as part of, uh, you know, working through resolution is to get to that point where you can uh, talk to each other and, and, and recognize like, hey, we're not about to resolve this right now. Let's just leave it, leave it where it's at and let's get on to something else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're not it's not like you're putting it off or anything like that, but you're just recognizing that at that moment. You're y'all not, it's not the, productive. Yeah, you aren't in the right headspace or whatever to be able to resolve it at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so next, I think um, it's you, you get back to being selfless over being selfish. Um, you know, it, that, that leads back to what the Bible says that love is and that it keeps no record of wrongs and that it is not easily angered. Um, so we have to, you know, that, that that's a good baseline. We're, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to, we're not going to resolve conflict perfectly. We're not going to, I don't think you'll ever reach that point where everything you do is going to be the perfect thing to do. But I mean, that's a good reminder that uh, in resolving conflict, you have to, you know, you have to be able to forgive. That's something that we spoke on before about forgiveness, how important that is and how it is more for us than it is for them. And that that is what love is. When you speak on what love is, or the Bible states that it keeps no record of wrongs and that is not easily angered. You have to be able to forgive your spouse in order to, you know, resolve the conflict. I completely agree with that. Um, Forgiveness and love go hand in hand. If you haven't listened to our forgiveness episode, go listen to it. Um, It's good. (laughs) Uh, I'm not just saying that because we did it, but it's really good. It's ministered to me as we were recording. So, Um, but yeah, forgiveness is part of conflict resolution too. And um, that's two way street. That's asking for forgiveness. If you, you know, the party who was in the wrong or if both parties were in the wrong, that's asking for forgiveness, but it's also extending grace to the other person and saying, you know what, I forgive you. Um, we can move past this or, you know what, I, we can move past this, but I just, I'm not ready yet. Like, give me a moment. Let me process this, whatever that looks like, but it, it, it's a process. So you, you have to have forgiveness to get past the conflict and some conflicts are bigger than others. So it takes a little longer for, especially the hurt spouse to be able to fully move forward. And the p- person who hurt the spouse has to recognize that too, that, okay, it's not going to, Rome wasn't built in a night and, you know, in a day, in a, in a day or a night, Mr. Always wanting to correct me. It's cool. <laughs> um, Rome wasn't built in a day, apparently. And <laughs> everybody knows that saying. Okay. That's like a common saying. Okay. Well, okay. It's nighttime right now almost. So I just was saying night. Okay. <laughs> Sheesh. Anyway. See, see right now we finna get into it. Y'all want to hear us argue? No, I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. So Rome wasn't built in a day. And, you know, so you're it's going to take a minute to get back to a good spot if if the conflict, if the issue is a really deep one. Um, so, yeah. I have some pointers that I think 
um, are good to go by for healthy conflict resolution. Go for it. So um, <laughs> I have six points that I think help with healthy conflict resolution that we are trying to master ourselves. And like Darian said, we'll never be perfect. We'll never get it right all the time, but we are striving to be perfect. We're striving to be like Jesus. Progression, not perfection. Yes. Progress over perfection. Um, So the first point is pick the right time to discuss the issue. So if you are no, like you're sleepy, you're sleep deprived, maybe you have an infant and you're barely sleeping or you know, your spouse has got off of work and they haven't had time to decompress, it's probably not the best time to bring up the conflict because naturally your defenses are going to go up at that point. And so it's like all like the dukes are up, your hands up, you're ready to fight at this point. Um, hypothetically, hopefully nobody's throwing blows. That's hypothetical. Dukes are up. <laughs> Those are, um, it's just your defenses go up and you're not, you're not ready that your spouse isn't ready to receive what you have to say at that moment. So pick the right time. Um, to discuss the conflict. And I would also add to that, that everything doesn't have to be discussed. Everything doesn't need to be, you know, pick your battles, basically. Um, Everything doesn't have to be this big ordeal. Just pick your battles. Um, My second point would be to sit and talk instead of pacing back and forth or standing up because sitting, you're on even levels. No one's standing over the other. It's less intimidating. Um, I feel like your blood flow is flowing a little slower. Your, you know, your heart rate's slowing down. So you're less likely to like go off the handle and really get to arguing. It's like that meme or not even a meme, but just what different things you see on social media when it's like, uh, the woman's like, so I find it funny how <laughs> it's like, you know, you're sitting on the couch playing Xbox, getting it in. And then here comes your wife standing over you, arms crossed. So I find it funny how, like... I find it funny how you can be on this Xbox, but the dishes still ain't being washed. You've been playing for 10 hours. Why Why <laughs> you couldn't even pick up a dish when I cooked, clean, put the kids to sleep and everything, right. and you can do that, that? That is such an exaggeration. I never <laughs> played for 10 hours. I know, I'm, I'm not no gamer like that. I, I don't know. want nobody trying to come no, at me. This is exaggeration. Like, this is hey. me pretending to be the wife that stands over him. Now, I have done that before, but not that wasn't the conversation. But this is me being the example of what he's talking about. I might be watching football for 10 hours on a Sunday. Yeah, I ain't sitting might. there playing no game for 10 hours. <laughs> um, so back to my points. Point number three, take a time out when things are getting too heated and let your spouse know you'll finish the discussion, but you need to take a break because your blood is boiling at this point. So before you say something that you're going to regret, you know, let them know. Like, you know what? I've had to do this. You know, I can't, you know, before I say something, I got to get, I'm done with this conversation or maybe don't say you're done with the conversation. Um, you know, I need a break from this conversation right now because I'm really getting angry right now and that's not going to be good. And I don't want to say something I'm going to regret. So I'm just going to walk away for a minute and we can talk about it later. Hey, it's been working though. It has. It has. At first he was like, no, you should be able to control your temper. You should be able to control. She said, but I can't. So like, since I can't, and I know this about myself. Um, let me walk away. Don't provoke me. Cause once I'm provoked, like once it's like, once you poke the bear, the bear going to attack eventually. Like just, just let, let me go chill. Let me go back to being a koala bear, like a cute little cuddly, not like a, a grizzly. No, <laughs> koalas look cute. I mean, they probably will hurt you, but they look cute. That was just a funny reference. Cause I think koalas are cute. I'm cute. You know, anyway, 
You fine, girl. You ain't cute. You fine. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Uh, point number four, discuss only the topic at hand. Don't unload like every issue on your spouse. Or if your spouse is telling you the issue that they have with you or whatever you just did, don't be like, but you did this 10 times and did it. Like if, okay, if you, if I did it, then you should have brought it up then. But right now we're talking about you and what hurt me in this moment. Like you so need you, to you discuss. In the, you in the ring now, you start bringing everything. <laughs> hey man, matter of fact, last week. <laughs> You did this. Yeah, like that is not productive. Last Don't month, you did that. Like, cool. You should have brought it up last month. Your time has set. Your ship has sailed, mister. You <laughs> missed You missed the plane. The gate is closed. You're not getting on here. So let's hear. Let, let's talk about right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've done that a lot. And it's just so unproductive. You end the argument. You don't even know what started the argument. You're like, wait, how did we get back to before we was even married? And we talking about something from seven years ago. But what? It don't make make it make sense, Jesus. Make it make sense. Jesus looking there like, man, y'all foolish, man. Y'all, y'all ain't even talk about what y'all was arguing about <laughs> to begin with. Y'all took it to some whole, whole some different thing. Um, remember, you're on the same team. It's not you against him or you against her. Like y'all are on the same team. And when you play like that, then it makes the game a lot better. Not that marriage is a game, but that's just my reference. Like when you play as a team, you know, you win as a team or you lose as a team. But when it's one against the other, it's just like a boxing match. And in the end, no one wins. Like y'all are both hurt. You're both more angry. You know, more things need to be mended. And it's just it's just not a good look. So just remember that you're on the same team. And then finally, remember that the goal is resolution. The goal is not for you to be deemed as right and him to be deemed as wrong or vice versa. The goal is resolution. Like, OK, this was the problem. Now, you know, and this is how it made me feel. OK, this is what I did to make you feel. So this is, you know, what? how can we do to make sure this doesn't happen in the future? What can we do to solve this? How can I make it better? You know, is it if it's more than a, if it's an apology, if I need to go do this, whatever, you guys have to figure out what that resolution is, because otherwise it'll keep happening and you'll be dealing with the same conflict over and over. And if you go in with the goal being to win, then you'll never develop a, com- a resolution. At the end of the day, it's all about, I mean, at the end of the day, what you want to do when resolving conflict is get back to being good. You want to get back to kissing and hugging and laughing and enjoying each other. Versus, you know, winning uh, an argument where, you know, you're just going to be dragging out uh, being mad and being upset, being annoyed. And then you, you ain't even going to remember what you was mad at. But, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want to get back to. You want to get back to that good, that good stuff. Yeah. And then have a little bit of makeup sex. Or a lot of makeup sex. <laughs> a lot for you. Um, so as we always do, we always end with a scripture. Yep. And so today's scripture is this one is uh it's a good one. So James 119 states, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Ooh, that's a good one. That's so good because it's always the opposite. We're like quick to speak quick to get angry and we ain't trying to listen like i'm not trying to hear what you got to say at all you saying that 
No, I'm stating oh, talking okay. in general, but I mean, if you want to. Oh, oh, you, you like if the shoe fits where? You like no, if the shoe fits where? If you try to start something at the end of the conflict resolution okay, episode, I mean, listen, what's up? He talking like, what's oh, up? Facts. Like, wait, wait you. We're huh? talking about in general. I know. About everybody. I'm now, I know I'm just saying. At first, when I the look on your face looked like, mm-hmm. mm, it looked like you were quick to get angry right there. That's what it looked <laughs> like to me. That's what that looked like. I told y'all, like, we deal with the stuff that we talk about. And on this level, it's funny, but you know, we could have an argument as soon as we stop recording. Who knows? I mean, hopefully, we'll. Nah, nah fam. Nah, I'm good. No, <laughs> no, not today. But hopefully, our next one, we deal with it right. So, um, my advice, my homework to you this week is to deal with conflict in a healthy way. When that thing happens, when your spouse annoys you, when they upset you, when they hurt you, address the situation. Follow those six steps. Um, I'll rename them real quick. Pick the right time to discuss the issue. Sit and talk instead of pacing back and forth or standing up. Take a time out when needed, when things are getting too heated. Um, and let your spouse know that you will you know, come back to the discussion, but right now you need a break. Discuss only the topic at hand. Remember you're on the same team and remember that the goal is resolution. Um, take those tips to heart. Really practice that this week because in a week, a lot can happen. So uh, you're bound to have some sort of conflict in a week. Uh, if not, I, teach me your ways. Okay. If you don't hey. have one, teach me your ways. Hey, share, share any other <laughs> Any other things, anything we're missing, anything that you do to resolve conflict, yeah. let us know for sure. Yeah, let us know if you have other ways to handle conflict. Send us a DM, comment on our post. Let us know how you handle conflict and what works in your marriage. Um, we know this list is not all inclusive and everything we said is not all inclusive. So share your knowledge with us. We want to learn more too. Um, but yes, this week, try to handle conflict health in a healthy manner. And I bet your spouse is going to look at you like, what? What's not gotten into you? And then later after you handle it, say, babe, I, I listened to this podcast. You need to go listen to it too. Um, and so hopefully it'll help your spouse too. Uh, so that's all we have on this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, leave us five stars um, and follow us on Instagram. All right. Have a good night or a great day, depending on what time you're listening. <laughs>